Hey, so Ryan, who's your favorite Pokemon? Alolan Meowth. Alolan Meowth. Interesting. What's yours? Well, obviously, it's got to be Magikarp. No, stop saying that. Magikarp? Like, no, you know Magikarp is where it's at. That's flat, flat, flat. Okay, yeah. How do you get the card with your goddamn flat? You know how that water puts out fire, right? No. It, it has no effect. Manifesto! Hello, comrades. Welcome to the Ignorance Manifesto, episode 11. Mark the Bear here. And Ryan the Raccoon. And together, we are your wildlife Pokemon slash animalistic hosts. So what's been going on, Ryan? You know, I've been doing school shit. Oh, yeah? How's that going? Oh, man, dude. I am exhausted. Always. Dude, I'm always anxious. Why did I sign up for this? Well, <laughs> it's <laughs> like the next I, new level. I always have like this underlying level of anxiety. Like, okay, I'm relaxing right now, but what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you're recording this podcast, are you not? So... But no, it's uh, it's been good. Been doing a lot of reading, uh, learning as much as I can about how fucked up uh, economics is in general. But no, it's uh, it's good. It's a good time. Nice. How about you? Oh well, you know, same old, same old. Uh, work continues to be. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about work. So fuck work for now. Uh, fuck it. But what I have been doing actually, a few weeks ago, I ended up downloading and playing, and I'm currently playing, uh, StarCraft Two. Huh, okay. And that's pretty cool. So I don't know if you remember from episode one, we were talking about the different COVID zombies, and I mentioned the three classes. That's exactly <laughs> what I was referencing, was from StarCraft 1. StarCraft 2, still semi-old game. I had never played it because I never had a computer or PC that was strong enough, but it's probably like 2010 is when it came out. But when I looked it up, I found out that it was that it's actually free to play. So I said, well, hell yeah, let me Damn. let me download that and jump on that. So I, that's what that's been my leisure pastime if you will uh and it's been really fun but i will say it is crazy so it's <laughs> it, it you know i mean we so we it's j just to be clear this is a strategy type game where you uh, you have to build up an army but in order to build up an army you have to build up a base and you have to so there's a lot of multitasking and hotkeys and you're constantly issuing commands to your workers and your army basically where i'm getting at and what i'm realizing is this is base this is the this is the best i would think training program that could be that could be issued to upcoming military commanders like in Tight. real life like straight up because you are absolutely taking control of your entire army, you have to know where and when and how to do these things all at the same time. So I mean, you're it's a keyboard and mouse game. Your 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 left hand on the or if you're right handed, whatever. What your hand on the <laughs> keyboard is like typing away, but actually you're just hitting these hotkeys. It's it's a mess, and I don't even know why I get into it. It's really fun, but it's it it is also really stressful. <laughs> When did this game come out? I think it, like I said, I think it was uh 2010, and oh, okay. and it still has a pretty popular like following. Like I, I see that they, I think they're gonna have a winter esports uh competition what? coming up this. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's 
it's not as popular as a lot of the other, I guess, esports like Rocket League or what are some of the other ones? I don't know, Call of Duty. Do they do that for Super Smash Brothers? Oh, yeah, Super Smash Brothers. What, whatever. The, but the, this does rank up there. It was, I believe, one of the first games that ever. It probably wasn't called esports at the time, but they definitely had these competitions. Like for StarCraft One, where like prize money was involved, it, it, that it was a really big thing. Like you know, twenty years ago, if you will. But damn, nice. Well, lucky. I want to play video games. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, there's been a few instances where I've like blown off like my school shit and uh, did play a few rounds of like Super Smash Brothers with um, some friends. That was cool. Um, but other than that, I haven't played an actual, let's say, like an RPG, you know, very in-depth video game since I played Subnautica. Oh, yeah. Remember when I showed you that? And for anybody that uh, hasn't heard of this game, uh, I would say definitely check it out. Uh, I played it on the Nintendo Switch, and that was only 30 bucks. So oh, okay. So not a heavy investment, but it it will allow for at least like 50 hours of really fun playtime. And you're basically crash landed on this big water planet and the whole game is kind of like open open world style but you're underwater okay so you get to explore this you know this uh this world and you know you you start off with just like a simple life pod and from that you gather materials in the ocean and then you grow your base and eventually you leave the life pod and actually build your own like sea base and then, um, yeah, you just progress from there. And that's, like, the further you get, like, how deep you get into the into the water, you'll see, like, crazy, like, giant sea monsters. And it's nice. it's a pretty scary game. And uh, <laughs> that's, but that's, like, the last, like, big game that I've played. Yeah, so, like, a game like that, that's a super, I guess, heavy investment. Like, that's something that's going to, that that you have to follow through, right? Yeah, like there's a yeah. story, there, there's progression involved. Uh, I think that's why I've been sticking a lot more to these other, I could play on command kind of, like Rocket League for sure, you could pick up and play whenever, there's nothing that you're following up on. Right, yeah. Um, Starcraft, I guess it's a next step into it. I mean, because there is a campaign, but ultimately the gameplay is the same. You're not, you're not leveling up per se. And so I, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I kind of miss playing some of these RPGs, but because of that heavy time investment, like that. It's tough. Yeah. You, you have, you, it's, I mean, it's a role playing game. So you, you have to almost, you, you're investing into the game. What's, what, what is it that I'm trying to say? You are immersed, immersing, yeah. immersing, immersion, <laughs> immersing. Yeah. You're immersing. You're allowing yourself to be immersed into you, the game. You are immersing yourself into this game. <laughs> and with our current lifestyles, like me at work with the overtime and all this project and you with school, like we can't afford that. We, we can't afford that kind of investment, that, that kind of immersion, if you will. And dude, I, I want to play uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I think that's oh, what yeah. it's called. I want to play that, but it's like, geez, I don't, I don't have the console for it first. But yeah, even if I had the console, I don't have the time to play it. I haven't even played Grand Theft Auto V. Oh man, I haven't played Grand Theft Autos in for so long. But you Let's... at least got to play Red Dead Two. Yeah, but even then, you know, so that this is my point because I started playing Red Dead Redemption Two, which is, uh, I guess, yeah, that's technically an RPG, right? It's like an action RPG. Wait, do do you have do you level up in that game? I are there like skills and attributes? I think no, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't I don't know. I don't Maybe know if you level. Not. But but you don't have to you don't have to level up in any RPG. I mean, because you got your like Legend of Zelda where you oh, don't level level yeah. up there. That sure. and that's technically an action RPG. So, but it it is you are playing the role of fuck. I don't even remember the guy's name in that game, but. Uh, but my point, I, I, I never, I never finished it. Like I didn't even get very far. Actually, I think I got stuck playing like poker or something. I ended up, <laughs> like, yeah, you get, some, you, you run into a bar and you can play poker, and now you're betting like two cents or whatever because it's like nineteen hundred or something. Like, and so you're just playing for pennies. But, but that's kind of my point is that these games are so they take so much heavy investment that I'm afraid to start any because then I, I don't want to start it and not finish it like I did with Red Dead Redemption. Right, like yeah. I did with, um, shoot, what was the one before that? I, I, I was playing Final Fantasy fifteen and I got pretty deep into it. And then, you know, something came up and then I stopped and I'm afraid to turn it back on because it's like, well, where am I? I've lost myself. Like, I, you know, typically when things like that happen, I, I end up having to restart the game. And the question is, do I want to restart the game today <laughs> yeah. or do I want to do it later? I struggled with that with The Witcher 3. So I, I started that, and I got pretty into it for a good amount of time. But then, I, I don't know if it was me, myself, getting busy with something else, or maybe I lost interest in the game for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's like one of those games that you really need to keep up with because the the controls and the components within the game are a little bit more complex than, like let's say, your first-person shooter, right? Right. Um, yeah. So when you come back, you almost have to reteach yourself all of the uh, the roles that you can do in that game, and then it's almost as if like, okay, well, do I even want to go the? Do I even want to waste the time like doing that just yeah. to play the game? Right. And and and, and not even just the controls, because I would say I would argue that even like shooter games can have some pretty complex controls. But I think more mechan, I guess the mechanics of the game, like maybe. I think there was like some spell mix, like alchemy shit that you you had to do, right, and, or yeah. upgrading your weapons. You have to craft stuff. So forgetting how to do that, and then coming back into it, and now you have all these materials and shit. It's like fuck. Do I want to relearn all this? Like you could only do it as you're doing it, right? Like the moment you you step away from that world, if you will, because that's again, it's an immersion into that world to understand yeah, yep. the characteristics, like the economy of the world. What is, you know, like there's, there's so much involved. Like uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we already have our lives to live, right? Like, why are we going to go and try to live another life? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's nuts. And, 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 and essentially that is kind of like what it, what RPGs are, right? Like RPGs, you are, we could totally relate that to our own lives that we live today. A human life is like an RPG, <laughs> except <laughs> you are the player. It's you within yourself, unless you get like metaphysical and see it, you see yourself as a third person or something. Then <laughs> there ain't no restarts in this in this game, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's well, there's some soft restarts, right? But there's not not like yeah. yeah. You, you you can't truly die and then come back. Right? Or can in real you? Life? No. <laughs> let's say no. Yeah, let's keep it easy and say no. I mean, because, I mean, technically your heart could stop and then you could get resuscitated. So there's, but that wasn't your choice. It's not that's like a you... teammate save, right? <laughs> that is. That's a teammate save. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, because in these games, you start off vert like weak as fuck, right? Like you don't even know what you're, what you're going to be able to do. You'd probably have no weapons. You have nothing 
but there's that initial step of, okay, um, like in Pokemon, here's your first Pokemon, now go. You know, if you want to compare it to our lives, it's like, well, we've been growing up, you know, under our parents' shelter or however you've been growing up as a kid, and then you become an adult. It's like, okay, make your choice. Uh, <laughs> go straight to work or go to school or, you know, like now you, now you, you're, there's going to be a definitive moment that's going to dictate in, in a major way. I mean, not, not the only way it's not to say that everything is so discreet and black and white, but it will dictate almost the rest of your life. Right. And that's, and that's, that's exactly how, how, how these games play or yeah, that's, that's, that's what you experience whenever you play these role-playing games. So I'd say right now I am trying to grind and increase my intelligence skill. Nice. Yeah, I, I think I'm still I'm, I'm in the grind boat too, and I don't know how many years <laughs> that's going to take, but I'm definitely in a grind. I, I haven't progressed as much anymore. <laughs> and I guess just, just for our listeners who are probably either really interested or really bored as fuck with this, the, when we talk about the grinding, so in, in any RPG that you're playing, at least one that has a, a type of leveling system where you have to level up, there are moments in the game where you are free to explore other places, and then whenever you want to go back to the main quest, that main quest will have a dungeon that is way too above, it's, it's above your level, and you're too weak. So in order to get strong enough to do that, what you do is you spend an hour or two or maybe more just running into random encounters and fighting and what you're doing there is you're gaining experience and you're leveling up yeah but it's mundane as fuck like you're just <laughs> it's it's the boring part of the game but it's necessary uh so just as a background info on on that subject i think that's where that's where i i don't i wouldn't say that you're in a grind right now because you're actually you're 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 in a quest I would absolutely say that, you're, yeah, the fact that you're in school, yeah. okay, this is a temporary stage for you, but once you come out of this, yeah, you are going to be, you're going to have new skills. I'm just like in a grind where it's like, uh, yeah, I may gain some new skills, but it's kind of like a slow experience build, if you will, until I find that next like platform to jump into or that next adventure or, you know, that next step, you know? Not to say that I'm going to change careers or anything, but maybe a promotion or something, or looking into a new yeah, like that that would probably be like a, a a quest move, if you will. I like that idea that I'm in a I'm in a quest. Well, yeah, that sounds tight. Yeah, because there's there there there's a set like you have a goal. There is a goal and there's a completion, and once you're complete, you can't replay it. But you know, even if you're <laughs> even if you're in a quest, there is some grinding that you have to do because what if you know, for to finish the quest, it requires a level, a higher level than you currently are. So therefore, I have to grind towards that higher level, just even in order to finish the quest. Oh, well, for sure. Well, okay, so I think that like the distinction there is, uh, so it's like if you go into a castle in one of these games, right, and the enemies are tough, but tolerable, that's you are now grinding with it because you, you're probably most likely you're going to level up a couple levels while you're going through the dungeon before right, you yeah. get to the main boss. So that, that I think would be appropriate. Like I wouldn't classify that as a grind per se, because it's the grinding is like, you can't even fuck with like the entrance, like enemies, like they, they wipe you out in two turns and it's like, shit, like I need to get up like five levels before I could even attempt to try this, you know? But I mean, fair point. I, it's, it's, you're definitely in that, tough castle that you 
have the capability and the skills to overcome like these first enemies until you get to the final boss or you know your final exam whatever it is <laughs> yeah dude um do you do you remember a game called this is a mmorpg okay um do you remember this game called runescape yes i never played it but i do remember it okay well I played the fuck out of it like when I was in intermediate school, man. Yeah. And holy moly, if if I could go back and tally up all of the hours that I spent playing that <laughs> fucking game, I'd probably be ashamed of myself. Oh man. But I, it was so it was so much fun because I had friends that played it too. Yeah. And like it's one thing when you have like, I don't know, like two or three friends that you can get together online with and play like Halo or something, you know, in today's in today's standards. But when you have like a group at school of like, I don't know, eight people that, you know, you can get online with and see and interact in this virtual world. Right. And okay, so this is when I was in middle school. So that was two thousand two. 2003 right yeah 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 you know so all like com having computers at home this is all fucking new and uh you know just it's I, I guess it was that much more special back then than i guess it would be in today's terms because it's so uh it's so normal now uh okay i mean i i i, I get what you're saying but as far as it, it was real special because it was a unique and new or novel like Thing, an idea like MMORPGs and again background info that's a massive multiplayer online role-playing game where thousands of people can be on these servers and play together explore the worlds whatever think World of Warcraft if if you're having a hard time like following and I think World of Warcraft is pretty popular like that that was one of the main yeah, ones right for sure um, so back then it was new and it was like you said special but today I would say, argue that it's probably even, or it's probably progressing to even more, not as a necessity, but almost more special in that I'm thinking like virtual reality, you know, like think your Oculus Quest, people can go online. Now, granted, I don't know if they've actually developed like MMORPGs for the Oculus, but that would be tight. They, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not too well versed on like that technology. They definitely have these sandbox games where they have like mini games but you interact in a community like i think one of them is uh rec room i think is what it's called rec room so you you build your avatar and now you can go and interact with other people and then you could gather up some friends and be like hey let's go play this game and there's like mini games kind of built into it oh, wow. or people can actually build their own games and then publish it, and then it's 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 pretty well. I, I don't know too much about it, but I think these are like the the stepping stones of that next experience, like the one that you had in in, in middle school. With you get your friends and you dive into this world, but maybe in a virtual reality world. I don't even know if one exists yet, but if it if it doesn't, I think one's coming soon. Yeah, if it does, I'm never working again. Well, that's the that's the thing, right? I would imagine that no one would like that is because at that point you are that's full immersion. You're living yeah. another life. I mean, have you ever played with any of those VR goggles and then taken them off after like an hour? I mean, I think that's way too much. I think you should probably do like 20 or 30 because <laughs> you are mind fucked if you do that. Like you come back, you're like, wait, where am I? Like I've been here for the last hour. Now I'm 
back in the living room? Like what? It's like maybe it's a little depressing. It's like I, I like the other place better. Like that was more <laughs> that was more colorful and there was a lot more fun stuff. Now I'm back here and it's boring. That's so I you know what do you, what impact do you think that's going to have like <laughs> for like future generations? Man, dude, I I think I and I could be wrong, but I feel like I, I saw a um I saw like a a news article, a story talking about how like China was trying to limit the hour of like video game gameplay among kids because there were too many kids, I guess, playing too many video- too many hours on video games. Yeah. And yeah, like what happens when video games become much more interesting than <laughs> progressing in your own life? Yeah. And I guess we're going to need a universal basic income at that point, right? I think so. Yeah, to support it's it's going to be like um it's like Wally. Remember Wally? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, that's exactly what they were, right? Everybody was in a VR world in their chairs. Yeah. And you could do and I mean, you could talk to other people, but you're talking through that mechanism that they had and I think what was it? Was it Wally himself who like knocked the one guy off and they all then, then he realized, oh shit, there's another world, you know, like there's this world, this real world, and and everybody's fat and in yeah. these like <laughs> in these floating chairs going across all over the place. Like, dude, what if it comes to that? Well, I think more realistically, um and I, I say more realistically, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna bring up a movie. Uh all right. there's a, a Bruce Willis movie called Surrogate. Have you heard or seen this one? No. Okay, so the idea behind this one is that we have our real-world civilization. Like, we can look out the window right now, and we see the real world as it is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the idea was that you get into this um, this pod, if you will, and this pod essentially hooks up to your, I guess, your, your brain waves or something, and you're immersed in this pod. And then, from the pod, you operate an avatar which is just like a this mechanical robotic version of yourself right was it in was that real though real a physical like robot that is that looks human and is so realistic that it yeah it looks human but it is in fact a robot but you control this robot this surrogate from the pod okay so now like going out into society you see nothing but surrogates as opposed to real life human beings. Oh, so okay. Even to the point, <laughs> even to the point where you and the surrogate get into your car and drive the car to to your job. You go shopping with the surrogate as opposed to you being out in public. You know, oh, as your as yourself, but, as your own flesh and blood body. But you yourself stay home in this in this pod. And, and the you whole live time. your life through the surrogate. Well, not the not the whole time, right? So I guess eventually you bring your surrogate back home, and the surrogate goes to its charging port or whatever, and then the pod opens, and then you, I guess, go to sleep in your bed or something, right? Wait, so what's the purpose of this? Like, what well, what was the point? Uh, maybe I don't want whatever. Yeah, let's. I'm asked. What's the plot? <laughs> like, what was the reason for that i i don't recall maybe it had something to do with allowing like disabled people you know was uh, bruce willis disabled i don't think he was i think he was like a detective or something like that interesting okay 
So if you think about it, like if you're a detective or like in law enforcement and you had like this surrogate, that would be a very, you know, efficient way to, you know, go after criminals to be safer. Right. right yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe that's one application. But also, you know, if, if you were disabled and you couldn't go out and do your uh, uh, get your necessities that you needed for the week, whatever you can get in this pod and your surrogate can do all that for you. But it seemed how society progressed in this movie was that, you know, people were just living their life through the surrogate, you know, going out to clubs and like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like yeah. And even to the point where there was a rogue society like in this world that um, dedicated themselves to living a natural life. So if a surrogate were to come into their compound, they would kill the surrogate. And uh, oh, OK, so these are the anti anti surrogate. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think to think of how that would translate in today's terms, I think it'd probably be something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't see that it's too far off. I know we have, um, I don't know, like AI, right? Artificial intelligence, which is kind of a whole thing in itself. I mean, we're surrounded by it more than you probably think, right? Like it's, we. I mean, we, we've, we've talked about it in the last decade or maybe longer as, as like a, as robots, right? But AI is your phone knowing what you want to search for, right? Like it's algorithms that display ads to your likings based on the behavior that you've like they've learned from your tendencies and behaviors and i just wonder how that is going to merge with like this idea of a surrogate or like this avatar or you know in our what we were talking about before like video games that virtual world how those two things are going to meet and merge and what is going to result of that i think at the at the very least you know, by the time that we are, you know, in our senior years, I think it would be nice if we could <laughs> emerge ourselves in a virtual world. Hell right? yeah, yeah. See, like, I don't think, like, plug I, me up, dude. I don't think it's such, right? Like, you know, I'll we say look, plug me in. Let's say plug, <laughs> plug me up. Oh no, oh that'd be terrible. Uh, but see, like, you know, there's there, there's kind of like the fear aspect is like, oh, what would that do to our world? But then there's also that appeal, like you just said, like, yeah, once we're old and like withered you know we could <laughs> we'd be like all right well i still want to experience like those really good experiences that i had before and even with my family and friends like that you know don't live with me right now but we could all connect in this virtual world through the, via this avatar if you will and live out something that would make me feel like i'm young again or or like a superhuman right or you know superhero you have special powers it's there's an appeal there. There absolutely is. Uh, I guess the question is, where's the happy medium? Like, where where's the balance? <laughs> because we obviously don't want everybody to be stuck in a virtual avatar world, unless because then you're not contributing to society. Right. Yeah. I, I said unless first because unless comes with unless. <laughs> the society and rules and economy translate into the virtual world and now that is where things have meaning i'm just thinking like bitcoin uh <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know and and you know because everything makes no sense sometimes anyway today but you know in today's world but so yeah like if if society's means shift like 
I mean, somebody's still got to be human and do stuff, right? Like, you still got to... Yeah. Okay, so, okay, what if we got to the point where our technology was advanced enough to where we could 100% automate... Well... Uh, everything. Well, yeah, in quotes, in quotes. Yeah, right? okay, and yeah, air quotes. Everything, and I guess what I'm thinking of is like if we could get to the point where food production can be 100% automated, right? Yeah. What do we need to do? What else do we need to do? Well, okay, we're still gonna need law enforcement, right? In case you know, people still want to pop off and like uh, go on a rampage or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, you still need. Uh, but why would they? Why? What would be the incentive for somebody? Wanting, I mean, just. Oh wait, yeah. If you're if you're like plugged into like a virtual world, can you commit crimes in a virtual world? Hmm. Oh, maybe so. I. Oof. Wait. Oh, that would suck. Like, I mean, you know, if you committed a crime in the virtual world, and then now you're in jail for ten years in the virtual virtually. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, like the like the second layer of that is that true law enforcement forces you to not be able to unplug, like in the real world. So you oh, are in like just damn. that's just like fucked up. Like you're you're in jail at home. Like you can't. <laughs> so now we don't have we don't need uh you know jail centers anymore because you you just it, oh you would better hope that time passes in a similar <laughs> fashion. There was a, there was a really messed up Black Mirror episode that was kind of like a, that skirted along these lines. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And we don't have to get into that, but I'm just saying, like, talking about, you know, talking about this, uh, this, like, dystopian, I mean, it sounds dystopian, <laughs> right? Uh, this hypothetical uh, future, you know, it, it brings up so many, like, examples from, like, sci-fi, right? you know? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, but, but I mean, and, and I know, like, we've, we're, we're going off of the deep end on there. It's just, I, I, there are so many parallels that I think we could find in, like, you know, what we're talking about, video games, like, to our real world. And... Because there are those parallels that we could say, hey, just like in in this video game, you can do this. This is like what you do in real life. You make your decisions based on your human consciousness. Like, why can't it all translate over at some point with the with the growth of technology and the way it's going? And I think it kind of is going that way. You know, again, uh, that that I whole mean, the whole artificial intelligence thing I think is is, is a big component. Uh, I mean, I may be totally wrong, but I. I I feel that they have not really met yet, like these two realms. I, I mean, I'm sure there's been some crosses here and there, but I don't think it's been a fully merged thing. Otherwise, we'd um, artificial intelligence can start creating these worlds for us. And in some ways, that is happening. In some video games, I think that's what happens. I think like developers start a world and then... AI creates new worlds as as needed. You know, whenever more players start jumping onto servers, they create extensions of the current world. Like that that one game called No Man's Sky. Oh, I think I think so. Because that that game is like continuously being rendered, right? Like it's some like I guess whatever mechanic that 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 game is or that game runs on. Like as you progress in the, into this. Uh, into this ether of space, right? You are constantly finding new planets, planets, right? And this is like an ongoing thing. Like there is technically no end to this theoretical map because the, as you progress, it's always generating something. Right? The idea is that it is the expansion of the universe. Yeah, and it's not like developers are programming in a new world. It is, as you mentioned, automatically. So, like I said, there there are. It has crossed paths, but 
I think it's in its like fucking infancy. Like I think that they, I think yeah, AI no. can absolutely like you know that's that's a start, but I think it could really blow up into something big. I'm not gonna say whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, you know the possibilities I think are almost endless. <laughs> I mean, let's wait and see what happens with uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink. Oh, what 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 what, what is he doing with that? Okay, so... Um, oh, shit, is this going to be, like, Matrix stuff? <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe. Um, so, I'm, I mean, I'll be, I'll be able to give you a very watered-down and somewhat incorrect analysis of okay, what, all right. of what the hell he's, he's doing. But um, I, got, us. I got this from one of his Joe Rogan interviews, right? So he talks about the Neuralink, and it's essentially, I guess, a... Uh, whatever process maybe some kind of processor that is installed into your into i guess the neural processor in your brain all right yeah and the so okay this is his rationale how he explained it it's like okay we have we are essentially some type of uh bionic organism right because what do we have that others the other organisms don't we have smartphone smartphone has information of the like throughout the world the information of the world is contained in our smartphone it has all all these sorts of processes and it contains all sorts of knowledge right you know like the problem is that there's uh, an interface lag if i if i wanted to know a fact right now like uh when when was uh what was the first uh invention in ancient china or something you know documented invention in ancient china or something like that i don't know i'd have to google it i'd have, have to, to you know pull look up, it up a browser right. go to google and insert your search terms browse through the available pages and results right i see where you're going right and then... so okay so the idea okay there's a there's a lag there yes. right so maybe the idea of this Neuralink is that you will have access to that information instantaneously. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, this processor would do all that for you as you thought it, and you would just have that information right then and there. Maybe I'm correct in this analysis, but I think in a nutshell, that's what it is. I, I don't doubt that that's not what it is. So that probably is what it is, but that raises so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, way too many, because, all right, say you get that microchip, or that that i mean what is it right like implant some implant in your brain that is going to be able to recognize and read your it's going to interpret your fucking brain signals depending on what your curiosities are that knowledge that you want but it also has to transmit that to some like that little chip is not going to be the thing holding all the information it has to be connected Connected like (laughs) wi-fi or something like to a fucking network you know, like how you've got to have a method to gain to to like that. That's still in a way an interface. And I get that it there's that reduces the lag of you having to physically with your hands touch and search and type out all that because it's all it's from thought to results. Right. But you still got to have the connection, the Internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't and I, if you fuck up in the real world, they're going to turn that shit off. <laughs> oh, God. I oof. <laughs> Wait, turn what shit? The microchip? Well, your connection to the Wi-Fi, whatever you need to access all that information. Oh, jeez. I, I I just don't like this idea because it, it falls too too close to like the conspiracy theorists with like the microchips and the fucking vaccines and shit. Like <laughs> it's so, like Okay, what if it works like this? What if it works like this? Like what if uh you uh I, I what got... if it's a download? Like what if it's like a firmware install like, you know, 
update. So, so if there's new information that comes out, then you you get hooked up to your terminal, and then that downloads the latest you know version of whatever firmware. But but that's still that's a lot of data. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you gonna house all that data in the single microchips? And then also this raises new questions. How are you connecting and updating this shit like through your? You said like hook up to a terminal. Like how? <laughs> So are there now wire is it is it now like the matrix where you got like the two injection points behind the neck and connect yeah, no, into maybe. there? And then like what if you have like an electrical short or something and like something like that's so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But dude, uh Elon's already like he's shooting out satellites into orbit, right? Well, yeah. He's trying to get to I forgot how many he said like 33,000 like satellites in low orbit to to provide some type of broadband globally. Oh, really? Yeah. I just I think he calls it Starlink. Oh, I I feel like I've heard of this. Well, I don't 33,000 fucking I mean, how many satellites do we already have in space? Right, yeah, a lot. That's a ton. I mean, and and how often are they like or are they, yeah, how often are they, I know that they have a lot of space, <laughs> you know, I mean, because if you think about, well, you think about the circumference of the earth, right? Unless you're a flat earther. Uh, but then <laughs> you, you expand that by an extra however many hundred miles. So you do have this wide, and, and it's not just a circumference, it's uh what do you call it, surface area? Like, call, think of it as a big, an outer globe over our globe. That is a lot of area for satellites to traverse. But what's the limit to how many you can put out there before they start clashing and breaking down and coming down onto Earth as, like, fucking meteorite-like shards? I'm sure we can calculate that. I God. <laughs> now we're really opening up some bad doors here, but... <laughs> But I, I mean, because I, I, I've heard the argument or not argument, but I guess I've read articles about how there's so much space junk and that eventually, I mean, and, and just hearing what you just mentioned with the whole Starlink and I, I've, I've heard about that, but I didn't know how much. I'm just thinking if you have so many satellites out there, like now you create this blanket of not debris. It would be debris if we wanted to go out, you know, like so we're like encapsulating ourselves with you know, constantly circulating satellites, like we end up trapping ourselves on earth. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you brought up Wally. Do you remember that? Do you remember that scene in which Eve gets her sample and then, you know, the, the ship comes down to retrieve her and then the ship takes off, but Wally follows and grabs onto the ship and it goes outside of Earth yeah. and then it crashes through all of that space junk. And I think within the, all that junk, we see a bunch of satellites. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a vague memory of that. Yeah. So it's, but, 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 but Earth was already like uninhabitable. It was already a wasteland. So it's, like you said, it's space junk. Here, we can't just build a spacecraft that, that says, fuck it, I'm going to blast through as many satellites as, like, what? <laughs> You know, you're gonna have like, to have you're gonna have to have like spaceship insurance like for all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but that's uh, that is wild though. Like if Elon's doing that, what, what was it called? Neuralink. Uh, Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. I mean, we you know we've talked about or not really like talked about it like legitimately, but you know it's like oh how's the future gonna be like? Oh, we're all gonna be connected and you know our brains are going to call like so. It's not so far-fetched that people are looking into this. I just wonder how the result of it is going to look. You know, like, 
I, I don't doubt that it's unachievable. I just wonder what the implement, like what's that implementation going to look like? Like, what is it? What is the, you know, I don't know, man, but it is, it's fucking wild. Yeah. And I hope I can at least hope by the time that we're in our seniors, I think this is the best application for, for senior citizens. And I even think to some degree, even right now it would be possible. You know, I, I wonder how many like senior, senior living centers, you know, have video games set up, for example, because what what a better way to to, to pass the time like in, in your old age. Right. Yeah. You know, just to immerse yourself in a in a virtual reality world, at least. I sure. think that's what you know, I, I don't think that that is not a thing. I think I said that right. I think that that's actually a thing. I think that there are actual like nursing nursing homes or um, clinics i don't know if it's hospices or something that that have done that to make it more comfortable for seniors or even for terminally ill people yeah to experience like like this fantasy world where they don't have to think about their inevitable death i know that sounds terrible yeah. but yeah you know i mean but that that's the that's idea better. that's the I that's exactly the idea that's the selling point and you know um dude that reminds me of the premise of dot hack sign Oh, remember that I, anime? I, I, that was also a game too, right? I think they made a game out of it. Yeah, I think they did. I never saw it or played it, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, that was a that was a really, uh, it was a how do I how do I put this? A more mature anime like that used to come on like Toonami and stuff. And I yeah. see mature. Maybe that's the wrong word, but like okay, like you know, like, Dragon Dragon Ball Z used to come on, right? Yeah, and Dragon yeah, Ball yeah. Z is a little. But like Ghost in the Shell is right, like a real mature right, okay, one, yeah. Which Thought I still don't ever like. I've watched it and I'm like fucking confused. This like I, I remember I've watched the entire thing. I'm like, what happened? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, but, I I'm remember. Sorry, go ahead. I remember seeing Ghost in the Shell as a kid and like just like blown away. I was I, like, this is fucking badass because they have like scenes where uh, I guess the 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 main lady character I don't even know her name but uh, was like running away somebody was chasing her and this you know these bad guys had like these like uzi looking guns yeah. and they like had bullets that shot out and they would make like these huge craters and like these concrete pillars like the like oh the, yeah 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 like the they, they were that, just that high powered it was like this looks awesome the man. animation was yeah it yeah. was definitely cool but i asked me what the fuck it was about i couldn't right, tell you yeah. <laughs> but it, it was entertaining but with hot dot hack sign the idea behind it like our main character his okay so Dot hack sign, like they they're in this virtual world, right? Mm -hmm. And all the characters that we see are players behind a terminal screen, a, a computer screen. All right, right. And they all have the ability to log out. Okay. Now, the viewer is looking at this anime like as as gameplay. So we see the characters like you know, in their in their full form. But what's going on in reality that the, the actual players are being are played by people behind a screen. So they're not they themselves, the those characters are not immersed in the virtual world. Does that make sense? Like well, they're playing on a screen, but they themselves are not in this game in the sense that it's a virtual reality game. Oh, okay. So they're they're playing through the screen, but you as a viewer are watching, are it watching as the, if in you're the in the game. Right. Okay. As like one of the players or No, or, no, know. we're just watching it as, as if like we're in the game. Watching, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so all right. Right, yeah. You're you're not watching over the head of a person playing the game. You're in the game. Right. Viewing. And so the main character though, the mystery behind him is he cannot log out. Oh. He is perpetually in the game. 
and he doesn't know why. So there's mis- there's mystery surrounding this one player. Oh, what? Yeah, and uh, so spoiler alert <laughs> for anybody that hasn't seen this old ass show, it, we find out that this player is in a coma, and one thing that they did to I, I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was to help keep his brain alive, but they hooked him up to this game. So that his consciousness can still be alive and active oh. and controlling himself in this game, but his body was in a coma. Oh, shit. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I thought you were going to go a different route that maybe that player or that, yeah, that that avatar character in the game spawned out of something and thus has consciousness but is not really hooked onto an Dude, actual player. that sounds cool, too. <laughs> what? I thought that that's where you were going to go, but like it's like, oh, crap. That, but that sounds that, tight, too. That. But that's crazy. So even the player himself, being that he's in a coma, he knows that he's a human? And like, I know. That, See, I don't think he does. I think he's confused in this world. Because and, he doesn't know how to get out. Right. Because he is in a coma. <laughs> and Damn. See, I don't even think that his character, like, so his consciousness in the character in game that cannot log out, I don't think he's even aware that his body's in a coma. Right. Oh. You know, so. Right. Oh, man, that's kind of crazy. I can't believe I never got into that. That's like. I wonder if that shit's like on Netflix or something. I don't know. I got I got to look into that because that's yeah, Dot Hack Sign. That was one. That was one of my favorites. And nice. I thought the characters designs were really cool. And and at that time, I was really big into drawing, so I loved like all those that anime stuff. Trying yeah. to draw everything. <laughs> nice. Well, damn. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, man, uh, what do you think? Okay. So, is there a role playing game that just really stands out to you that you can probably say that this is my idea of the best kind of role-playing game. Because there's so many, right? There's so oh, many different yeah. types. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. And like, you know what? Like, role-playing games can even, like, go into the idea of board games. Dungeons & Dragons, that's a role-playing game, right? Absolutely, yes. Uh, Settlers of Catan, I think that's kind of like a role-playing game. That. Yep, yep, yeah. And I wish I, I... I've always wanted to do those. Like, you know, play an actual board RPG, like, role-playing game. Like Dungeons & Dragons, because... And what what I really like about that, and I know I'm I'm deferring from your question because I'm actually in the background thinking about it, but uh, <laughs> like what I like about that, from what I understand, is that you are you are essentially creating the world as you're playing through it because the world doesn't exist. Like the we're we're we who have played the video game RPGs have been spoiled because a world exists and there's yeah. a story and you're going to play through the story. Uh, now I think there are some exceptions like i think there are like if you don't know what to do they have guides on like hey this is the quest that you can do and they give you an overview of the world but you ultimately as you're playing that game you are creating the story as you play or i think more specifically the dungeon master right yeah that's how i understand it yeah but but i mean every player you can do whatever you want within the realm of whatever the dungeon master has painted to you so i always thought that was really cool I mean, I see like so many benefits of that because you're just letting your creative juices flow, you know. I don't know why we have never gotten together, like you know, a group of friends yeah, to actually play that. Like that, yeah. that shit sounds really awesome. But back to your original question, which type of RPG would I? Or you know, a game that just really stands out to you and that you feel like you could just play over and over again. Like this type of game is the game that I want to play. Well, I mean, the only game I could think of that I could play over and over again right now is probably Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would argue and say StarCraft because that is a, a very tactical strategy game, but it's not an RPG. So as far as an RPG, like what story would I want to relive over and over? 
I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I have been thinking about it, but I don't have a good answer. And then, I guess, yeah, that it's it's a little hard because every RPG is like a little a little different, and maybe maybe my question is a little too um, specific. So um, I'll give you an example. Like for me, one game that I could play over and over again is Fallout. I was just gonna, I, that was Fallout Three or Fallout New Vegas. Right? I was thinking about that, but I I never got into Fallout actually. Like I've I played. Oh man, I don't know which was the last one that I played. I've only played it a little bit, like at at the surface level, but I never dove deep. So my 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 second thing was let me try Red Dead Redemption because actually I didn't own Fallout it was it was a friend of mine's and whatever but I'm so jealous so I, so I said let me try Red Dead Redemption because I f- I know what you're getting at it has those qualities of like it's an open world and you don't have to do the story like you can play in this world with the mechanics that have been designed for you to play and and, and experience this world but you don't have to do the story there's so many other things that you could do. So sure, you could do the story. It might be like 20, 30, however many hours of gameplay, but there's probably a few hundred hours of exploration Side quest, shit baby. that you could do. And if you like the world, if you like the way the game plays and you like, you know, if you're the Wild West type and you want to play Red Dead, that may like favor you. In fact, I feel like I've seen a thing on, on Instagram of like some old man who has been on his like 20th playthrough of Red Dead Redemption. He's like, he's probably in his 80s or something. And all he does is play Red Dead, you know, like so. So the idea there is that the world is so vast that you it's not like you're playing the same game over and over because you make different decisions and thus different outcomes, different paths open up to you. You're literally living a new life every time you play. And that's what's cool about uh, about Fallout, because. Uh, okay, so like in, in Fallout, you have so many different kinds of skills that you yeah. can level up in. You know, every time every time you level up an actual like a numerical level, you get certain amount of skill points that you can then dedicate to whatever attribute that you want to increase, right? And so if you get a high enough, let's say lock picking skill, then now you can unlock a door that leads to a different part of the the map. You know, like, right? Um, and the limitations are is like you probably have like 30 skills to choose from that could go up like i don't know five or ten levels however many right. but a very limited amount of skill points that could distribute to those skills so yeah. if you wanted to play again you can do a different build yes and you can experience the game in a different way yeah like, so yep. i guess that, like that's kind of where i was going like i can i can have fun with that game at any point in my life. Like, yeah. cause I can just, you know, well, I don't think I've, you know, experienced the game when, you know, this skill was maxed out, you know, compared to the other, let's just see what happens. And there's like the, the world itself is so vast. It's so big. Um, you know, either you forget a, that you explored this one area, you know, and it's almost as if you're exploring it again for the first time. Yeah. You know, okay. So with that in mind, but Skyrim's Skyrim's the same way, by the way, Oh, okay. I I never played. I know I know what you're talking about though. But yeah, I never I never got into that. And see, that's why I'm jealous. You know, dude, it takes a, like just I don't know like to take a week off. So, work. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's like take a few days and like dedicate because that's what it's gonna take <laughs> to fall into it. Yeah. No, nah, but uh, um, so there is this there is this one, and I don't know. I think we should probably wrap up in a bit. But there is this one game that I did get a few earlier this year actually because they had it on sale on Steam and. I was like, fuck it, I'll get it. And it's Wasteland 3. And it has that same... I've only played it for like an hour. Like I've played one battle and that's it. Because I knew that it was going to be so vast that it's it's like... I, I, I 
can only do this whenever I have the time, right? If I take it a week off from work. So because of that, I haven't played it. Like it's been sitting on my, you know, as a play, as a fucking video game, but I, I haven't been playing it. So I'm just going to go on a whim and say that is my favorite type of RPG right now. It, but I haven't even explored it. It has the same concept though. Different types of characters, different builds. You have so many skills that you can level up. And if you play it multiple times, you could have a totally different experience each time. Is what I read. So <laughs> I haven't experienced it though. But. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, life is a goddamn RPG. Life is an RPG. Absolutely. And, and soon uh, RPGs will be our lives. <laughs> always stay questing and always stay on the grind because it never ends. Stay on the grind for sure. If you're not in a quest or anything, just keep grinding. That's what life is. All right. Good talk. Shall Good we shit. move on? All right. Yeah. Two. What's next? Another installment of Binge or Cringe. Binge or Cringe. Oh, And I think shit. I got a good list for you today. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. All right. <laughs> Item number one. You'll like this one. Yeah, Item right. number one. Lo-fi. Lo-fi? Like... Lo-fi music? Lo-fi music. All right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I uh, I will binge it. Yeah, absolutely. I will binge it because there is... Like, I don't even really know what lo-fi is other than... <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's, there's actually this really cool uh, YouTube live channel. It's like, I treat it as my music station and it's like this girl who's studying, yep. but it's lo-fi. You know what? <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. It's pretty popular. I think I've seen it like uh, so... I like that shit when exactly like when I'm studying or I have to focus or do something. And that, from what I understand, is lo-fi. And so, yeah, I dig it. I, I, I like it. That's that's a super good uh, get your mind off of anything else than what you're trying to focus on. It's focusing music. And, and I really enjoy that. So, yeah, I'll binge it. Hell yeah. Um, and same. Uh, I listen to the same YouTube, you know, <laughs> yeah. the same the same uh, live YouTube channel. And uh I think I do believe that they actually, uh, in like in like a corner, they provide text that shows you like, okay, this is the artist, this is the song. Oh yeah, know? yeah, they do. Um, and so yeah, so so that that's a that's a a cool little mechanic to to find this music. But um, I find that I yeah I work the best like when I'm listening when I have this playing on and just in the background it could be like low volume. I found that I do my best work when it's after midnight. My wife's asleep. There's less traffic outside. It's the whole like apartment's dark, but I have I'm at my desk over here in my workroom with the with the lamp on. Yeah. Not the actual light from from the ceiling from the ceiling fan, but a lamp on my desk, and I got this you know really chill music playing, and I can just get in the zone and I can just like write up a report or whatever the fuck I have to do. Yeah. No, that's that's perfect way to describe it because it is a very chill relaxing and just as you describe that whole world it's like every distraction has been eliminated right yeah. like you have you know the desk to yourself you put the lamp on instead of the light so now you're you've literally spotlighted what you're working on and you have this good background track or you know, tracks i guess you could say of music that's just not also not distracting but just like on that on that right frequency for you to be able to focus, which and, I think is really cool. And see, uh, I've, I've, I've read and I've heard people say that, you know, 
like, oh, I listen to classical music when, you know, I study or read or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I- I've tried that too. But classical music, I mean, it's great for what it is, but it's too it's too busy. Yeah, I, yes. Sometimes it could it, it it actually ends up being a distraction yeah. because you might hear something nice and now your attention has turned to that. It's right. Like, oh, because the, the melody is too driving. It's too distinct, yeah. and now now you're focusing on the melody. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, lo-fi is perfect for that. It's just perfect background noise, and it's like great vibes, like yep. great vibe setting. So absolutely binge lo-fi music for sure. All right. Numero uh, dos. All right. What is it? Upscale dining. Uh, binge or cringe upscale dining. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cringe upscale dining because like fuck you and your snobbiness. No, I'm just kidding. I really do like some of it, but I'm not gonna binge it either. I ain't got that kind of money. If I was super rich, fuck yeah, I'll binge it. So I'm gonna cringe just. Okay, let I me. Uh, okay, let me make a little <laughs> distinction here. So I say upscale dining, right? But I don't mean fine dining. Wait, well, what's the difference? Well, okay, so how do I put? What's a good way to put this? Okay, so like there's there's fast food, right? You got a McDonald's, sure, one layer, right? All right. Then you got another step up. You got like Chili's. I, yeah, I knew we we're gonna go there because we've done that before. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and then from Chili's, where can you go? You can go like a, a Maggiano's, which is still you know that franchise, like it's still. You know, yeah, that. okay. But it's a little, it's a step above. I don't even know what Maggiano is, but I know exactly, I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But, like, okay, okay and so, then, and then I mean, like, a fine dining, like, the, the finest, or the fine dining, like, the, I, I don't know, like, the, the elites would, you know, dine at, you know, the things that you, you walk away paying $500 for whatever, you know, course that you're eating. You know? Okay, so fine dining is top tier. Like Yeah, that's, so I'm I'm thinking, like... Uh, everybody's so, in suits and dresses at yeah. the fine dining. Okay. So I'm thinking something that is a little bit, is a little bit more, yes, classy, and maybe a bit more posh, but not necessarily, you know, that elegant ball where you know like. yeah yeah okay i'm still cringing <laughs> yeah I, I mean if by default i think i have to cringe it too because i don't have the money to binge it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's why i can't i can't binge it i can't binge it but you know fuck i guess if i could then yeah absolutely like if i if i <laughs> if i had that type of money fuck yeah I'll, I, I guess i'll i'll binge upscale dining i mean for sure yeah, if i had the money definitely a binge but... although if i had the money i'd probably hire a chef and make them like you know have it at fuck go, you know, i don't want to go out all the time like make reservations but and chefs have different special uh you know specialties then hire a team of chefs okay like, you're gonna be balling well right, i mean yeah. shit yeah if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be binging upscale dining that means i'm paying like hundreds of dollars for every meal anyway Right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Badass. So, I like it. All right. But, but I do. I do. I, I. I do enjoy it. I have had some really good upscale dining experiences, and it's not very many. I mean, not because because I haven't had many experiences. Not saying that I've had many and not of them. Not all of them are good. They've all been good, but I haven't had very many of those experiences. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I want to binge it because it's, you know, like food, like for me is often something that is, is more of a frustration than it is like something that I enjoy. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, elaborate. 
as in the fact that you had to make a decision on what well, to eat or yeah just like you know for the fact that like uh you have to take time to get the ingredients prepare the ingredients cook the ingredients you, you know, lazy cook everything. Ass. like okay well like to me it's a waste of time because you know you all you do you're eating just to live right true so it frustrates me in the sense that i have like a palate and i like you know i have di- have likes and dislikes on things that i eat mm-hmm. because ultimately it's just something that i need to do to keep on doing my day-to-day things right but if it were up to me i would prefer not to like have this part of my decision making like it's have, have, does that you, make sense yeah no absolutely i know exactly i know what you're talking about have you seen any uh i've seen these ads i don't know if maybe because i feel the same way it's like all i need is food for energy like why do i have to deal with this but i, I do enjoy food too but have you seen those all in one kind of like shakes like it's like this is all you need to live yeah like, i don't know what the names of those are but it's like for like less than nine bucks per meal you can have this is your food, like essentially like dog food for humans. You know, it's just like a liquid shake with all your nutrients and, you know, essential minerals, all that shit. Like, and the uh, the, cal- the caloric needs, anything that you need for your body to function is all in this like fucking brown shake. Right, yeah. No, I, I've seen those and like, look, I don't think I could live my life like that. I, I think just- I could, but... Uh, not for know. long yeah i guess not i mean with technically speaking yes you could right that's what they're advertising is that you could you would well, just get bored yes yeah <laughs> and okay i think that's what frustrates me right it frustrates me that like i said i have these likes and dislikes and i have like these you know tastes that i, I want to if i want to eat if i'm going to eat something i want it to taste good right right um but okay so now we're, let's go back to upscale dining okay just as a quick example, uh, my wife and I had our one year anniversary uh, recently, and uh, we went to this, you know, very uh, upscale, posh, like sushi place. Now, this is not like your typical sushi place where you just go and you sit down at a sushi bar or like, you know, a table and then they bring you out just like, you know, some sushi rolls or nigiri pieces. Right. Right. Um, this place is a little bit more, how do I put it, creative. And uh, the portions are smaller, and there's a little bit there a little bit there's a lot more thought put into what they serve you in terms of the pieces that you're going to eat. So, in other words, if you if they give you let's say uh, just simple nigiri piece, they're also adding I don't know a touch of like some type of chili oil. They're adding another like little uh, condiment on top that's going to be you know just like a very small portion, but the taste is going to impact the whole dish in a way that it creates this this. It has this compounding effect in terms of taste. So when you take a bite and you chew everything together, it creates – now it's creating an experience. Oh, okay. All right. I see where you're going. Right. Yeah. So that is – that was the nature of this this place that we went to. (laughs) And so we got – it was very expensive, and we got this 15-course selection. God damn. Yeah. (laughs) so like pretty much each one as they came out was just like better than the rest and again these were small these were small entrees okay they were just like okay so like one was uh one oyster like one oyster bed and you know you had the 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 raw oyster and then they put whatever compliments that they add on top okay and that's all it was. That was entree one just one oyster and oh all right all right i get it all right so 15's not that okay You're you're getting you're getting a grand sampler platter ultimately. At at the at at item fifteen, I was 
I was full. It was perfect, and like everything was like phenomenal, right? So, but that's the that was the idea, right? The small, very small entrees, but they were all well thought out, and they all had like different flavor profiles, and they all worked together. Yeah. To get the that experience, okay. So, the I'll end this on the last entree, uh-huh. item fifteen. They considered this dessert. Uh-huh. So it came out on like this. Like a like a piece of wood, as if you know you were ordering like a flight of beer, right? Okay. They, yeah. So uh, they give you like this piece of wood, and on the wood they they give you a um, a brown sake. Mm-hmm. So you know the the drink little sake, and um, one one piece of sushi. So it was like white rice wrapped in a little bit of uh, that black you know seaweed wrap. On top of that was uh. Fogua, so I think uh, duck. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, all right. I think I believe that's what fogua is, and so a little bit of meat on on this little uh, cylindrical, you know, s- uh, sushi piece. It's just one piece. One piece. Okay. And on that fogua, so on, on this little on this little piece, they put like some type of glaze on it. And I I could not tell you like what the glaze was, but so the, it came with instructions to take a sip of the sake. Mm-hmm. Savor that sip, then eat the sushi piece whole. Okay. And once you finish that, finish with the sake, the rest of the sake. Okay. All right. <laughs> and so, okay, I did just that. Take the sip, put it down, grab the, you know, grab the the sushi piece, and threw it in my mouth. Started chewing, and like my body <laughs> went like numb almost. <laughs> I closed my eyes and like. I just, I held, I held like what I was chewing in my mouth. Like I didn't swallow and I stopped chewing or I at least slowed down my chewing. Uh-huh. And I, I was just like analyzing every, everything that I was tasting in that moment. And like, I, I kid you not, like the experience was so overwhelming that <laughs> it almost made me cry. Holy shit, man. I got like ratatouille vibes coming <laughs> out right here. No, you know, like, and Damn. like, okay. Like the flavor was the flavor was like remarkable and granted it was also kind of subtle, but like in the, I don't know if it's like the directions they give, you know, like, Hey, take this, you know, sip of sake first because it's going to leave like a, it's going to leave a a taste in your mouth and then it's going to compliment, you know, the, (laughs) it's like fucking witchcraft alchemy in your mouth. Like that's, that's nuts. All right. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, So just in that moment, it, in that moment, it was almost as if I was, thrown back into my childhood and reliving my life that's what and i meant by the ratatouille uh vibes yeah yeah just like the the, the 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 well who is it the fucking the food critic and he gets the ratatouille and he's exactly he instantly yes. reverted back yeah so it was but it, it didn't take me back to like a, a, a like specific, a specific yeah, memory yeah, it was yeah. almost as if like taking me back to my childhood and like making me like and making me remember like what i was eating at that time and like oh, and now wow. i've now i've progressed up to this point to where i'm sitting at this restaurant and wow. being able to afford the meal that's before me you know so now like my my life has progressed from that point to where it is now that i be I, I am in a position to where i can ex- have i can have such an experience <laughs> holy and goddamn like, shit that dude. was like almost overwhelming enough to make me cry that's like that's fucking life changing yeah no it was the it's the <laughs> what is this i want to go to this restaurant you got to tell me about it like geez like that's I, God, dude! Like, thanks for sharing with that, like, <laughs> sharing that with us, because that is um, 
That's fucking amazing. Like, Soto Sushi. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Free plug for them. Hopefully yeah. they give us a free meal. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, binge for me on upscale dining, though I can't afford it, so by default, I guess it's got to be cringe. <laughs> damn it, man. No, I want to binge. Like, you've got me so intrigued, but yeah, no, I'm going to stick with cringe because I ain't got that money. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll go uh, We'll go one day. Nice. But okay, um, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's press forward. Okay. Almost forgot we were doing binge, but all right, here we go. Squid Game. The Ooh, Netflix series. The new Netflix series. Squid Game. <laughs> all right. Uh, and uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. So, well, okay. First off, I haven't finished the show yet. So I'm going to like by default say cringe because I already did not binge it. Like I've been watching <laughs> it over a few days. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking life's too busy. But um, so I, I couldn't have ever binged it on any of one of the days since I started. Uh, but it's pretty good. Like I said, default cringe because I did not binge. But I'm looking forward to what it's going. Again, like I said, I didn't finish it. I'm halfway through, I think, right at the halfway point. Uh, but I'm digging it. Right. Uh, so far, I am digging it. In a way, I'll call that a binge, but we'll see what happens once I get to the end of this. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm definitely a binge on this one, even though I didn't finish it in one day. Okay, um, But, right. I mean, I did, uh, me and my wife, we did finish it in the span of about four days, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, is that like two episodes a day, I guess? Yeah, something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah. I think... Uh, the last day we did three. I mean, or, fuck, yeah, we've got lives. We can't be binging it like for real. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but um, but no, this is uh, this is a very good series. I would recommend it to uh, to anybody. Uh, how do how do I uh, how do I speak more on it without it's giving anything away? It's pretty fucking right? interesting. Like, yeah. they, it really gets into like the characters they, are great. They, well, all, I, just like thematically, I guess, like the human psychology aspect of it. Like that's that those are like the vibes I was getting from like just the beginning. First episode, second episode, like again, I don't want to say what's happening. I mean, although people have probably seen clips, but it is um it's a survivalist type of of uh show, right? Yeah. Like there's there's a, a an element of survivalism in this. But People's behaviors and the decisions that people make, and especially in the first couple of episodes, as subtle as it is, and maybe that's just the way I view shows or movies or whatever. But for instance, whenever at the is it at the end of the first episode that one goes? I think so. You have the opportunity to vote, and oh, then they vote to leave. That's in the beginning of the second. Beginning of the second. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, I, okay, I hope I'm not giving away too much, but there's that because it, it, it ends up, there's just a lot of, like, human psyche elements in it. Yes, and what, I, yeah, I agree what, with that. What it, what a person will do given or presented various situations or even potential opportunities, that that I think is very intriguing for me or very interesting, and I think they really nailed it. For me, at least, like, cause that—that's the part that—that's the part that sticks with me. And uh, it's very well acted. There was some very uh, key moments where, like, it really hit, and uh, you know, very some some very powerful scenes with the characters. And like I said, the characters were really are really fun and uh, are pretty distinct among them uh, amongst the characters that you get introduced to. So, uh, uh, Squid Game for me is a, a definite binge. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Although it's kind of hard, you know. 
it's kind of hard to ignore it at this point because yeah, social media is like taking it and run. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. running with it right now. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I've seen the, the the memes that you know for Halloween. You can probably already get an idea what the fuck oh, everybody's gonna be yep, dressing yep, up yep. as, right? But I've also seen scenes from like the third or fourth episode in like so like an Instagram or whatever, and I'm like. Wait, what's that? And then once I got to it, I was like, ah, this is what they were talking. This is what they were doing. Like the whole. Yeah. Yeah. And just to be clear, I'm I'm miming something so I don't have to show it to it or like yeah. tell, tell you all about it. But no spoilers. But yeah, no, I'll binge it. Squid Game, binge, check it out. Let's go. All right. Cool. Last one. The trillion dollar coin. Ooh, the trillion dollar coin. How the fuck am I going to binge the trillion dollar coin? I'm going to cringe this. <laughs> Man, dude, I'm like been on a cringe spree. I know I said I binged the other one. The other one was by default, but the trillion dollar coin. All right, why did this come up? Give okay. It to us. Okay, so right now uh, we are at an impasse where we have reached the debt ceiling, our, you know, our national debt ceiling. And now to circumvent congressional gridlock on whether or not to i guess increase the debt ceiling either temporary or just indefinitely an idea is floated that the u.s mint can indeed mint a platinum coin and (laughs) giving it the denomination of one trillion dollars to then just be deposited into the um the Federal Reserve Bank, so then they're at that point, the Federal Reserve Bank can give, you know, the U.S. Treasury Department actual dollars to now spend on um, our our bills. Otherwise, we go into default because we uh, we have payments coming up, payments to bondholders, you know, interest payments to bondholders and uh, payments that we need to make to Social Security. So uh, to avoid defaulting on on that shit which could be catastrophic for the goddamn country um yeah this idea of minting the trillion dollar coin to pay this shit is has been you know thought so like magic huh magic yeah we we could make magic happen yeah and and so well what's the alternative because right now i guess they're debating on what to raise the debt ceiling isn't that another fucking same thing as magic well okay so like yeah well what's the story there Okay, so the debt. This whole okay, thing, look. by the way. <laughs> okay, look. So there's some controversy uh, surrounding the idea of the debt ceiling. Uh, some say it's on un- unconstitutional. It violates the Fourteenth Amendment. Something about uh, uh, thou uh, one shall not um, criticize the validity of America's debts or something like what? that. What? Yeah. Holy so, crap. So, like, from that, anybody can look this up. Uh, so, from the the Fourteenth Amendment, uh, some say that uh, our the fact that we have a debt ceiling is actually unconstitutional because it's putting it's putting a cap on onto how much debt the United States can have. So, the whole problem right now is yes, we are uh, in danger of defaulting on our payments to Social Security uh, interest payments to bond uh, bondholders and stuff like that. Um, so, we can just vote to increase the debt limit so then that so now that uh the treasury can issue more debt in the forms of bonds and treasury notes right that can be bought for uh, real money right okay God. and um <laughs> and Jeez. yeah so and i think i think the whole issue is look okay the republicans and the democrats they don't want the fucking 
country to go into de- default because what does that mean default okay now the the now the credit of the united states gets knocked down a peg that and that's no good for everyone that's going to cause a recession that's going to have m- much worse global implications like thereafter a lot of people are going to lose their jobs and uh it's going it's it's going to increase the cost of issuing debt how do man okay because now the united states is riskier is a riskier investment Wait, who who defines our credit score <laughs> you know the, what's that's the a US, good question what's yeah the that's... u.s credit score and, and, and who's dictating to say oh well now we, our, our credit's been lowered i mean okay, that, i mean but... that's a good question but it's gonna be on the market okay like oh well, the fucking u.s is uh defaulting on its payments why the fuck am i gonna buy why the fuck am i gonna want to buy a treasury note or a bond from the united states government if you know it seems definitely plausible that you guys are not going to be able to pay it. Right. Okay. So that, and that's a good point. And maybe to simplify it, like for me and probably for all of our listeners, I don't know, but cause I'm, it's way, way, ugh, it's a lot for me. If the U S defaults, what are the immediate like tangible effects of that? Like, I know you, you mentioned we go into recession, our, our credit score goes down, but for example, anyone holding a bond, do they just not get paid? You just don't get paid. It's default. That's that. So it's it's like bankruptcy. Is uh, it, or I mean, and yeah, never mind. We probably don't have to compare. Uh, okay, so yeah, whenever you default on your loan, you. I mean, your, your, your credit, your, your credit, like, your credit goes, goes down. down. You don't have to pay the loan back, but now you're. It's not that you don't have to pay it back, but you are. You've got like a scarlet letter on your back now. Yeah, because that's... because you did not pay off your debt. So the U.S. would not pay off their their debt in the bond and as in the form of bonds, right? People who have invested in bonds do not get paid that what they were expected to get paid, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So think of the implications from that. So we are okay. So this isn't payments to our outstanding debt. This is just payments to our within ourselves. Within ourselves, like how. Ha- uh, the the items like uh, federal paychecks, you know, social security, Medicare payments, like these are things that that we need to keep functioning as as a government on top of the interest payments that we own for all of the outstanding debt that we currently have, you know, right. in in the form of treasury notes and uh, and bonds. Right. Right. So, if the United States can't make those payments, what does that imply about our government? <laughs> like we're real, like it does imply that that we are falling apart yeah okay now the solution is an easy one the solution is easy you just raise the debt ceiling you can right now i don't know 28 28 million or sorry 28 trillions is like somewhere where our current our current debt is hey let's raise it to 30 trillion so now we have we have a a two trillion dollar little window that we can set we can issue debt you know (laughs) so that we can get real money to pay our obligations right right so and okay, this is where the Fourteenth Amendment comes in. Is it constitutional? Should we just get rid of the ceiling altogether so we can just you know keep issuing debt and we don't have any issues paying our uh, paying our obligations? Um, <laughs> to I, I don't, infinity? It's, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like what the fuck? No. I mean, as long as long as we can pay our bills and our interest payment, our interest payments, you know, to uh, to our borrowers, we're in the clear. It's not an issue. Um, but you know. Hey, economic times are tough. COVID w- really fucked us, uh, like it did for a, a lot, a lot of countries. But um, I think realistically, uh, nothing bad's gonna gonna come from it. Um, 
so the de- the Democrats can t- can vote to temporarily increase the debt limit even without like Republican support through a process called reconciliation. So uh, are we in any real danger? No, but uh, this is not a good look. Yeah, it's not it's not a good look. Um, All right. Well, back to the binge or cringe trillion dollar coin. I'm going to sw- change my mind. I'll binge it. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm down with a trillion dollar coin. One little fucking piece of platinum. Yeah, I just want. I don't care, dude. Just let's, let's binge it. Like <laughs> this I'm isn't real. This is it's all temporary. And like, let's just. It's a video game at this point. I don't care. It is a fucking yeah. video game. <laughs> fucking one trillion. Like Jesus Christ. Just that figure alone is not comprehensive. Like our human minds can. That's a million millions, right? Like. You have a million dollars? Oh, God. <laughs> well, have that like a million more times, and now you have a trillion. Yeah. It's Damn. like <laughs> Fuck. So, um, yeah, and how, how do you fathom that? How do you process that? And we go even further, it's going to get stupid. So, fuck it. I'll binge it. Let one little coin be worth a hundred, uh, a million, million dollars. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I'm down. Why not? Let's binge. Binge. Cool. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, wasn't so torturous as the ones in prior <laughs> episodes. Actually, I think the last episode wasn't too bad either, but um, I'll get you. Don't worry. Oh, God. I know you You always do throw some stupid ass sidebar. But anyways, uh, I guess we'll just wrap it up there. eh? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, per usual, anybody listening, uh, thank you for listening. Go ahead and give us a like on. Uh, not uh, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram. You can find us at the Ignorance Manifesto, and you can check out our YouTube. Uh, there we post uh, post some clips from you know memorable, funny moments. You know from our, our from our ep- episodes. You can find us on YouTube at the Ignorance Manifesto clips. Right, and as usual, I mean wherever you're listening to this, like do subscribe and or rate us send a review, whatever. But also if you want to reach out to us, if you have any questions, comments, trash talk, praises, I don't care what you want to say. We do have our email that you can reach out to us at mailbag at the ignorancemanifesto.com. That's in the episode uh, description. Also, we have our website, www.theignorancemanifesto.com where we will post updates and also these episodes for those of you not listening in a podcast player, but you're already listening to us. So why bother? Uh, <laughs> so with that, I guess we'll we'll leave it at that. And, and uh, we'll catch you next time. And we'll catch you next time. So Mark the Bear. Ryan the Raccoon. Signing out. See ya. <laughs> How are you connecting and updating this shit through? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, the thing about that is this. Like, the scale, right? All of this is getting cut. But all right. That's fine. That's cool. But all right. Uh, yeah.